scripture reading, our scripture reading for today is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the 13th chapter, beginning with verse 11. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray now that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. May be seated. It was such a strange evening to look down your street and to see all these people out in front of their doors and doing things to their doors. And just earlier that night, your dad had asked you to help hold down the neck of a lamb, and he ran a knife through its neck, and blood was coming out, and you took that blood and put it in a big bowl And your dad now had taken and painted that on the door of your house. And you could just tell there was something strange about this night. There was kind of a tension in the air. All the families went back into their own homes. Your mom was making a special meal that night. And everybody was packing things up. Some of the people, some of the local people from the community had come to suddenly just give you gold and silver to give it to your family something weird was going on that night and you had special instructions your dad now had his had his sandals on during supper and had his his uh, robe all tied up ready to go and you felt like there was a big trip and event coming and explained that you need to stay in the house for now don't go outside That first Passover night must have been quite something for like a 12-year-old to experience. Can you imagine all the things that were going on? And I'm sure while they had to wait a little while and waiting, waiting, and it was probably pretty quiet for a while, I imagine your dad maybe said, make sure you don't fall asleep. (laughs) Don't fall asleep. And then that night, when the Passover angel comes through and strikes down the firstborn in every house that didn't have the blood on the door, imagine listening to the crying that you could hear from distant places. What a a tremendously significant evening that must have been. We're kind of in that stage of waiting right now as believers in the church, waiting for the day of judgment to come when our Lord is going to return, the great King of glory. And really, St. Paul is saying to all of us, don't fall asleep. We're in this waiting stage. It's a time when, when maybe we can start to lose our focus and our preparedness. And Paul uses the imagery of slumber and sleep that has a way of kind of affecting us in a spiritual sense. 
So being in a waiting stage is often very challenging for us. And it's easy for us to kind of lose focus on what really matters in our life. And our, our enthusiasm and our preparedness for, uh, for being ready for whenever this great event is going to come is easy to kind of grow dim during a time of waiting. Now we have to remember that the words I just read to you, Paul is writing to devout Christians who've probably, many of them, gone through some serious persecution in their own life. And... Um, uh, some of them, this is only a few decades probably after the time of Christ was, uh, was here on the earth. Some of them had possibly even witnessed the resurrected Christ. Certainly had probably met somebody who had witnessed the resurrected Christ. They, they knew the great, the great significance of this faith, of why the Lord had to die on the cross to pay for all of our sins. and They'd been brought to faith to trust in this. They loved and appreciated that grace and uh, looked forward to the hope of going to heaven. They'd heard about the fact that Jesus had promised he'd be coming back. Uh, you can tell by the depth of the letter that Paul writes to the Romans, this was a well-indoctrinated congregation. To this day, this epistle is considered uh, one of the great queens of the epistles. It is, the, it is the, the, one of the most doctrinal ones. And, um, and yet... Despite all of, the, all of the solid faith that was in these people, St. Paul still has to warn them about possibly falling asleep. He says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. So even, even in the hearts of very strong Christians, even in the hearts of people that are attentively in God's house regularly, there is this potential of kind of spiritually going into a slumber. There, there are really two types of apostasy. Um, apostasy means to fall away from the faith. One very blatant type of apostasy we, we might see once in a while <clears throat> where someone just, just decides, I've had enough of Christianity, I'm walking away, and just kind of leaves the church. But there's another type that's very subtle and, and hard to see, and it just starts to happen inside of my heart. It starts to happen inside of my soul where I just don't want to take these things of God quite as seriously anymore. And I don't want to uh, take the, the, go through the process of, of really repenting of the sins that I have before God. Maybe I like to kind of hold on to certain ones and cherish them a little bit. That's how a second form of very subtle apostasy can start to take place. And, and it brings in this potential to put us into a comatose state to just cause us to slumber um, before God. And so the Holy Spirit gets very specific about this, talking to the Romans and to us. He says, let us walk properly as in the day when the, when the light is out, awake, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Don't ever let it be said that the Bible is out of touch with modern-day society. This, he might as well be writing this to us in 2022. The same challenges that troubled the people in, in, the, in the first audience that read this letter are exactly the same issues that challenge us here today. There's nothing new under the sun. Let me switch gears for just a second. Use your imagination. If you've ever seen pictures of a Fabergé egg, Fabergé eggs were designed by uh, someone in Russia with beautifully decorated ornaments on them. Some of these eggs, their bejeweled eggs, are, um, 
uh, are worth in the tens of millions of dollars. Uh, one of them is, is presently housed at a museum out in Washington, D.C. You can go see it there. Imagine the, a, a woman, let's say, who takes care of that and the curator at that museum, and she has that Fabergé egg now on a counter and was doing some work on it, and her, her son and his friends happen to come in uh, to the office one day while she's working, and when she has her back turned, they pick up this egg and they go out in the yard and start throwing it around like a football. Imagine if she were to go out and say, what are you doing? You're, you're taking something that is so precious and you're treating it like a toy. That's the, that's the potential problem that you and I can have who have been in the church for years, for our whole life. We can take the grace of God, this precious, wonderful thing that's going to take us to heaven, and start to just toy around with it. Kind of act like, well, I can always go back to that. I don't need to take it seriously right now. Maybe someday when I get older, then I'll start to take those things seriously again. And just kind of treat it very trivially like a toy. And St. Paul is kind of throwing water in our face. And he's saying, wake up. Stay awake. Spiritually, stay awake. Don't, don't take your spiritual life for granted. And that takes place through the process of repentance. When we, in our hearts, seriously take God's word down into our consciences and hearts and realize the tremendous need that each one of us has for the grace of Christ and why it is so precious that the Son of God, the King of glory, came into this world to shed his blood for each and every one of us to atone for all of those sins. And that, that he now has given you and me the, the, the armor of light, the robe of righteousness that will allow us someday to walk through the gates into heaven. So St. Paul is kind of <clears throat> throwing water in our face to wake us up through this text. And in, in so doing, he is redressing you and me. He is reclothing us in this armor of light, the righteousness of our Savior that he wants us to stand in. There's a great hymn verse that an English writer named uh, Edward Mote wrote, and I'm going to read it for you. You've probably recognized it. When he shall come with trumpet sound, O may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. That Passover night when the Israelites were waiting for that to take place, and they realized how significant the words of God had been to prepare them for that night. That, night. that Passover night, I'm sure, as those children were leaving and heading out of Egypt, they realized how significant it was that God had kept them ready and prepared. Just think, when the day of judgment really does finally happen, and we are either coming out of our graves or if it happens before we die, just think how, how important the, the commands of God will have been to us to keep us ready and spiritually awake for that day as we look forward to our freedom in heaven.